Thanks for joining us for the special Mid-East Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. Life is full of distractions, but we usually think of distractions as being bad. And today, Pastor J.D. reminds us that that's not always the case. Anything can become a distraction if you give it too much attention. Money isn't evil, but the love of it is the root of evil. Be it good or bad, don't let anything be above your relationship with Jesus. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update at jdfarag.org. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on February 19th, 2023. By way of an introduction to the update today, I think it's incumbent upon me to mention that the swiftness and significance with which events are taking place are the likes of which I've never seen in my 40 plus years walking with the Lord as a student of Bible prophecy and then of course as a teacher of Bible prophecy. Now please know that I in no way wish to sound sensational Rather, I only wish to sound the alarm as a watchman on the wall, which is my profound privilege to be. And as such, I have never been, and the Lord knows my heart, I have never been as excited as I am now for my first love, Jesus, rapturing us as His bride out of this world, which can happen at any time now. So much is happening so fast. I had a really busy week, (laughs) you might say. So it's for this reason that I would like to talk with you today about how the distractions of these last days are drawing Christians away from Jesus, who is and will always be our first love. What I'm hoping to do in our time together today is explain first the significance of these distractions prophetically, then second, identify them specifically, and then third, more importantly, what we're to do about this practically. I'll start by drawing your attention to the book of Revelation chapter 2. I want to read the first five verses. This is the first letter to the first church. Seven churches. This is the first church, the church of Ephesus, verse 1. To the angel of the church of Ephesus write, These things says he 
who holds the seven stars in his right hand, who walks in the midst of the seven golden lampstands. I know your works, verse 2, your labor, your patience, and that you cannot bear those who are evil. And you have tested those who say they are apostles and are not, and have found them liars. And you have persevered and have patience and have labored for my name's sake and have not become weary. Wow, I want to go to that church. That's kind of a lot. Verse 4 though, (laughs) nevertheless, I have this against you, that you have left your first love. Remember therefore, verse 5, from where you have fallen, repent and do the first works, or else I will come to you quickly and remove your lampstand from its place, unless you repent. Throughout Scripture, true to form, the name is the nature, and such is the case with Ephesus, which in the Greek means desirable. That's going to come into play here in a moment. The city of Ephesus was known throughout the ancient world for their religious worship of Diana, who was Diana, the goddess of fertility and sex. The temple of Diana in Ephesus was one of the seven wonders of the ancient world because of its 127 pillars, 60 feet high. You can actually find this online. It's really quite astounding. While the city of Ephesus was known throughout the world, so too was the church in Ephesus also known throughout the world, starting with Paul, who started it. So important was this church that Paul would spend three years there. That is longer than any time that he spent at any other church. And then Paul would have Timothy pastor this church for a period of time. And then the Apostle John, who received this very revelation, also pastored the Ephesus church. Now why do I point that out? Because this church was profoundly privileged to have such a firm foundation some 40 years prior. However, as the years went by, they had left, not lost, left. Please make that distinction. They had left their first love, which begs the question of what happened? And why did it happen? Thankfully, (laughs) Jesus answers this in verse 5 with what's been affectionately referred to as the three R's. Remember, repent, and repeat. Remember as they forgot about Jesus. Repent as they turned away from Jesus. And repeat as they neglected time with Jesus. Now, the question becomes one of what was it that caused them to forget, turn away, and neglect Jesus? And the answer in a word is, wait for it, distractions. Distractions. 
This would explain all three. Whether it's good or evil, secular or even sacred, do you realize that even in our service to the Lord, we can hinder our relationship with the Lord? Because we're too busy serving the Lord. We have no time for the Lord. And this is what was happening. They were even distracted by good things, sacred things, noble things. But whether it's good or evil, secular or sacred, the effect is the same. We forget Jesus, we neglect Jesus, and we ultimately leave Jesus. We don't lose our first love because that means then it's lost. We don't know where to find it. No, we leave it like a husband would leave a wife or a wife would leave a husband. This brings me to the explaining of the significance prophetically, which first and foremost is a marker of this being the last hour. And let me explain. Bible prophecy paints a rather bleak and dark picture of the church at the time of the end, prior to the rapture of the church. And some of these prophecies are in, of all places, (laughs) the Apostle Paul's letter to Timothy, which were his final words at the end of his life. 1 Timothy chapter 4 verse 1. The Spirit clearly says, expressly, explicitly says, that in the later times, the last days, some will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits. Some of your translations render it seducing spirits. Very interesting word in the original language of the Greek New Testament. It's the Greek word planos, from where we get our English word planet. Hang on to that. These deceiving, seducing spirits and things taught by demons. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 through 4. In the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead, and in view of His appearing, that's the rapture, and His kingdom, I give you this charge. Paul to Timothy, verse 2, preach the word. Be prepared in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. And here's why, Timothy, here's why, church, verse 3, for the time will come, that time is here, when men will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. And then 2 Timothy chapter 3, the first five verses. But mark this, there will be terrible times perilous times in the last days. People will be, listen very carefully, there's 19 things on this list, and I want you to pay particular attention to the love factor. Lovers of themselves, lovers of money, 
boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy. Here it is again, verse 3, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal. And here it is again, not lovers of the good, treacherous, rash, conceited, And two more times, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Having a form of godliness, but denying its power. Have nothing to do with them. That's a bleak picture, isn't it? This is a prophecy concerning what the church is going to look like at the time of the end, right before the rapture of the church. Does the church look like this? Yes, it does. Sorry if I answered that for you. I want to help you out. It was a rhetorical question. So that's an explanation of the significance of these distractions prophetically. It's actually a fulfillment of Bible prophecy, the very fact that this is happening. So now let's turn a corner to the identifying of these distractions specifically. So what follows is a list that I put together that identifies the main distractions having the greatest propensity to draw us away from Jesus as our first love. Here's a at-a-glance list. Number one, social media and internet. Number two, politicians and elections. Number three, money and possessions. Number four, news propaganda and ads. Number five, athletes and sports. Number six, staged wars and events. Number seven, actors and entertainment. And number eight, finally, planned genocide and control. A couple things by way of a preface before we get into this. The first of which is that while this list is in no way exhaustive, it is in every way descriptive. It describes with precision accuracy prophetically what is happening today in the church. Secondly, the things on this list are not evil in and of themselves. Rather, they're used for evil purposes, and evil, interestingly, is live backwards. It's a 180 in the other direction, L-I-V-E-E-V-I-L. And this is Satan's M.O., is to get us to go the other direction. See, when we come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, Satan shifts his strategy. No longer is he trying to keep us from Jesus Now we're saved. He wants to distance us further away from Jesus. That's his whole strategy. The Apostle Paul said, don't be ignorant of Satan's strategies, his devices. (laughs) I love the King James, the wiles of the devil. (laughs) Don't be ignorant. Don't be so naive when it comes to the strategies that he uses. He's all about getting the Christian as far away as he can from Jesus. And he's met with a large measure of success, sadly. Also, 
This list, it's not in any particular order, but the first one, social media and the internet, (laughs) that's the hub, man. That's the hub for the other seven. We'll talk more about that in just a moment. Lastly, in the interest of time, I'll only take the time to expound in more detail on the final four, as it were, on the list. So, number one, social media and internet. Would you agree that this is the catalyst? This is the the hub, this is the vehicle, this is the avenue. This is the interesting word, device. Device. And by the way, just, I hope you don't tire me saying this, but internet, the web, come on. <laughs> right there. It's, uh, you're, you're trapped in this web. You're caught in this net. So it's this catalyst for most, if not all of the distractions. It comes vis-a-vis social media and the internet. Number two, politicians and elections. I will not be expounding on this one today. Thank you for laughing. But I will say this, (laughs) this one in particular is one of the biggest distractions, especially in recent years. Number three, money and possessions. Now again, in and of themselves they are neutral, not evil. However, it's when money is one's first love, when you love money, that it becomes the root of all kinds of evil. It's not what you have, it's what has you. It's not what you possess, it's what possesses you. Does Jesus have your heart? Does Jesus have your love? Does Jesus have your attention? Number four, news, propaganda, and ads. (laughs) This has fast become one of the most powerful brainwashing distractions in these last days, and it commenced particularly in the year 2020. Actually, it was decades prior under the banner of what is known as the CIA's Operation Mockingbird. Number five, athletes and sports. Now, if you'll kindly allow me to, I'll expound on this and the remaining three, but I do want to say this. We have many online members that are athletes, uh, some of them professional athletes, and again, in and of themselves, not evil. However, Satan can use this and is using this. Many of you remember Buffalo Bills player DeMar Hamlin. He collapsed suddenly on the field after tackling Cincinnati Bengals wide receiver T. Higgins in the first quarter. The game was suspended and subsequently postponed by the NFL. And then you all saw the video of Hamlin being rushed to a Cincinnati hospital, and it was believed that he had suffered a sudden cardiac arrest. Well, recently the 24-year-old Hamlin was interviewed on Good Morning America. And he was asked, and I quote, 
The question on so many minds is, what caused his heart to stop beating? You're 24 in peak physical condition and can run circles around me right now. How did doctors describe what happened to you? Hamlin, after lengthy pauses, and I mean lengthy pauses, (laughs) which seemed like an eternity, responded this way. Pause. We're still pausing. Um, Pausing again. Pause. Still pausing. (laughs) No, for real. Watch the video. Um, that's something I want to stay away from. And then the interviewer, almost as if to be on script, on cue, just took it and ran, and all of a sudden it was like, wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. (laughs) You you want to stay away from that? Why? We all know why. Why won't you say it? I'll say it for you, because nobody wants to talk about it. It's because of the injection. That's why. Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot. It's all sponsored by Pfizer. You can't say that. Hamlin also made an appearance at the Super Bowl where he was met with a standing ovation along with the Buffalo Bills medical staff. And by the way, the the reason why this really hits home for us is because there was this movement. I mean, people were praying. They were praying on the field. And it seemed like the Christians, or so we thought, We're all coming together, coming out of the woodwork, praying for Him. And then, I mean, God in His grace, it would seem, actually miraculously healed Him. And we want to stay far away from that. Where's any mention of, it was the grace of God that I'm sitting here before you today to be interviewed by you today. No, we stay away from that. Oh, but hey, uh, just, I'll be at the Super Bowl, and I'll be wearing a jacket. Bear with me. The front of which is seen here. Interesting jacket. Upon closer examination, the face on the front of the jacket is supposed to be Jesus. It's not the Jesus in the Bible, though. This is profane. It is blasphemous. It is a mockery. And this for a number of reasons, not the least of which is that Jesus is risen. He is no longer on the cross that Satan wants to keep him on. This is a mockery. You know what profane means? I think we misunderstand this word, the meaning of this word. To profane means to make common, to bring down to a common level, common ground. This is what this does. That's not my Jesus. That's a different Jesus. And I suppose we shouldn't be surprised that this is not the Jesus of the Bible, because the true Jesus of the Bible warned us about these false Christs. We're so glad you joined us for this prophecy update on In Spirit and Truth. Do the things you hear about on this program cause you to feel unsettled? 
Perhaps there are too many things coming into play that make you stop and wonder if you're truly living in the end times. If that's the case, we hope that through these updates, you are reminded of God's faithfulness through His Word and that His promises will be fulfilled. This can be a benefit to you. Being around other believers can give you support regarding these things that are happening around you. If you're in the area and haven't found a church home yet, we invite you to come visit us and get to know the heart behind this ministry. You can join us for a time of worship at Calvary Chapel Kaneohe on Sundays at 8.30 or 10.45 a.m. and Thursdays at 7 p.m. for Bible study with Pastor J.D. If you'd like more information on joining us or for additional resources, go to jdfarag.org and scroll to the bottom of the page. That's J-D-F-A-R-A-G dot O-R-G. There, you'll find a Calvary link that will take you to the church's website. While you're at our website, be sure to check out additional teachings from Pastor J.D. Another interesting point of reference is a tab that says ABCs. This is useful for anyone seeking and wanting to find out more about Jesus and His love for you as an individual. That's all available at our website. Again, that's jdfarag.org. Our time with you is up for today, but thanks for tuning in to spend this time with us. Join Pastor JD for another edition of In Spirit and Truth.